Hey guys, I'm America McDaniel. And I'm Alex Andrade. And we are your hosts for the all-new MassCast. A student-led podcast for helping our fellow Mavericks achieve scholarship and transfer. For our first MassCast, we have a guest who went to Lone Star College and later transferred to Texas A&M. Joaquin, it's so great to have you. Why don't you introduce yourself? Um, like, what's your major, your school year, and when did you transfer? Okay, so my name is Joaquin Quiresa. I am currently a senior. I will be graduating from Texas A&M University in less than a month. I study mechatronics engineering. I started my Lone Star career right after high school in fall of 2015. I was there for two years. I started at Texas A&M the fall semester of 2017. Well, it's great to have you with us today. Can you tell us more about that transfer process that you went through? How early did you begin applications? And you know, what was the process like? What did you wish you had done differently? I wish I would have started earlier. Texas A&M is a rolling admissions. So they start accepting people very soon and the spots will fill up very soon. But it, was, it wasn't too bad. You know, I, I talked to a couple of counselors uh, as soon as I got to Lone Star. I asked them what kind of classes I would have to take if I was interested in being an engineer. They helped me out. So I took the basic uh, engineering math courses, chemistry, physics, all that good stuff. And the usually the universities will have a great resource, which is the transfer requirements that they have for each major, where you can look up which classes you have to take Uh, in order to be accepted into that major as a transfer student. So they'll have some classes that you need to have finished by the time you apply and some classes that you can be in the progress of taking while at the time you apply. So yeah, if I could do stuff differently, I would probably send my application in sooner. And if you're just starting Lone Star, it's probably good to think about how long you want to be there and lay out a plan uh, from now until the point that you want to transfer to kind of have your classes all set. Because what I was doing is I would just take classes and then I wouldn't even plan. And the next semester, I would just kind of have to always go back and check which classes I still had to take. And and I don't know, it, that, that process just takes kind of a little bit of time to where if you already, if I would have known already, then maybe I would have gotten better teachers at Lone Star or or a better schedule, you know, no classes from like 7 to 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, was Texas A&M the only university you applied to? Like, why did you end up choosing TAMU? Like, what appealed to you? I only applied to Texas A&M in the U.S. I was actually going to go study in Spain my whole career. That's what I always wanted. And then I started at Lone Star and when I wanted to transfer to Spain, they wouldn't take my Lone Star credits. So I would have had to start over. And since I applied really late to Texas A&M, well, kind of late, uh, I wasn't hearing back from them. So I was, I was basically already, I was accepted in Spain and I was already looking for apartments and stuff like that. When I got my letter that I got accepted into A&M and that's when I just decided that 
it's a prestigious school, you know, it's a great school and I was gonna be in one of the better engineering colleges and I wouldn't have to start over. So that's why I decided to, to just stay at A&M. But I didn't really apply anywhere else because for example, UT, they don't have a robotics engineering program or even an industrial engineering program, which is, uh, those were the two that I applied to for A&M. Those were the two that I wanted. But they're, uh, they're great, you know, in, in, other, in other majors. So, I mean, people should definitely apply if you're doing like mechanical engineering, for example, or if you're doing just business, for example, or I don't know, like public relations or some, like something else that is available also at UT, then I would say you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket because for whatever reasons you don't get into the one you really want, then at least you have a fallback plan. Oh yeah, that definitely makes sense. I agree with that. Well, you know, once you did get accepted to uh, A&M, how did you adjust to on-campus life? What were the differences you saw on campus from Lone Star to Texas A&M? Did you live um, on or off campus? You know, what was it like moving out? Yeah, whenever I, I was looking for a place to live in College Station, I had a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, that I went to high school with, and then we were both in Lone Star. So we've been friends for almost what year is it 2020 like 10 years now we've been friends so whenever i was looking for a place to live over there he already had a place because he had been accepted for a while and he had already signed a lease and stuff like that so just because i didn't want to go there and kind of like not have anyone around me i signed where he signed so we could like hang out after school if we lived in the same apartment complex which was nice i recommend that if you're gonna if you're not gonna live in dorms or stuff like that, which I'm pretty sure transfer students will never do. <laughs> uh, campus life is, it's different. You know, for the first like half semester, I was always looking up the, the map because it's just such a big school. I know uh, Texas, UT is also, it's also a big campus and there's a lot more people than in Lone Star. So it's kind of overwhelming at first, so many people and, and you kind of don't know your way around, but it definitely gets better. You know, it's like by the end of the semester, I already knew where everything was, especially such like big schools. They try to keep you at least confined to a certain area. So in Texas A&M, most of the engineering buildings are all are all close together. So So just by walking around like from one class to another, you can kind of see like, oh, that building is called, I don't know, whatever, whatever its name is. So next semester, if you have a class in that building, then you already know where it is just because you walked past it so many times the, the semester before. So it's not like they're going to have you, you know, running from one side of campus across to the other in a span of 10 minutes. Yeah, but that must have been really convenient. And it's nice to have a kind of community within your school. So like, I guess on that topic, how did you get involved in your campus? Like, what was the student life like as a new student? At Texas A&M, I feel like they do a great job of incorporating people. You know, there's a bunch of clubs. I know the engineering college has many, many different clubs. There's a club basically for everything. I am a member 
of a club called Sumtech, which is the Society of Mechatronics Engineers and Technology. So that's what I'm a part of. It's nice because it's mostly people in my major. You know, it's, it's people I've either seen in classes or, or I've seen them around in the buildings where we take our classes. Uh, just with COVID right now, we haven't been able to meet in person, but we're still doing uh, something they call industry night. We're just doing it on Zoom, which is where they bring someone from a company to kind of talk to you about their company, They might even take resumes up and if they're looking to hire like interns or full-time people. Uh, so you get to hear about the experiences that people in the industry have. And if you're in a club, you know, then you're making friends. You're, you're getting to know people, which is nice. You're, you're getting to know other people who are interested in, in the same stuff you are. They're... Uh, They're, they're like in the same classes, you know, they're, they're going through the same struggles, uh, school-wise, at least. So it's nice to, to feel like, like you're not alone, basically. And, you know, I like College Station, I like A&M, uh, because everywhere you go, it's gonna be people your age, you know? The, the town is small, it's not like Austin or Dallas, where it's a big city that has a lot of companies and industry people. So, you know, you go like to a restaurant and 80% of the people working there are going to be college students or any store. Basically, you go to the cashiers and like people working there are going to be college students. So it's, it's kind of a nice getaway to just be uh, living your college experience with mostly just people who are also in college. So... Do you think these on-campus clubs take up a lot of your time? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it depends, I guess, on... on, Like, if you're the president, for example, of a club, then I'm sure it, it takes a lot of time to to organize everything, you know. We have a bunch of group meetings, uh, chats. We have one for this group, and I know the president's always trying to get people to go pick up their shirts or their hats or whatever and she must be busy also trying to get people from industry to to come talk to us you know do the scheduling and all that but if you're just a member then i mean we have one industry night every two or three weeks and it's usually on tuesdays from like 7 to 8 8 30 p.m so if if you're a member then no, nah, it doesn't really take up a lot of your time. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it. So when it comes to classes, did you feel prepared to take high-level classes associated with your major, you know, from um, going from Lone Star classes? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I I went into A&M and I took the next math class that I was supposed to, like, right after... What I, what I had done in Lone Star. I finished with Calc 2 and I went straight into Calc 3 at A&M. And I did, I did very well on it. Um, I also had to take a chemistry class, which I did well on. And most of the stuff was the same. You know, like the, the material they'll teach you is, is kind of the same. It's just the differences sometimes with, uh, depends on the class and your major, I guess. But sometimes you'll get a big, big classroom like between two and three hundred people and it's just harder to get uh 
I guess, one-on-one -on -one or like face-to-face -face with the professor. So it just kind of, it's all like faster, I guess is what it is. It just goes faster. And the work I would say is, is more. It's not necessarily harder work, but it's definitely more... Um, like time-consuming? How can I say this? Yeah, I guess. Like, expectations are higher, you know? Like, maybe in Lone Star you can turn in an essay that you really didn't put a lot of work into, and and you'll, you'll be fine on it, you know? But... At least at Texas A&M, if you're gonna if you're gonna have to turn in an essay, or you're gonna have to do a project, or you're gonna have to turn in, for example, a lab report, uh, they're gonna expect the highest of qualities for every every single assignment. Oh yeah, I bet. And like, even with your harder classes, like, what's been your favorite course, and how are the professors? My favorite class has probably been one that I took a year ago, so fall 2019. It was called Mobile Robotics, where I had to build and program uh, a robot to do something specific. And I did that with a friend of mine. It was uh, in teams of two people. When I took it, I'm pretty sure now there's so many more people in my major that they're, uh, they're doing teams of four. It, um, it was good. I learned a lot. I feel like it's the class where I've learned the most, probably. And the professors, are, the professors are great. You know, most of them have either worked in industry for a long time or, or their uh, PhD. They have their PhD on, on whatever they're teaching. So they know a lot. They can help you out a lot. Like any questions you have you'll get answered you know maybe you have a question for a specific class and and maybe that teacher doesn't know how to answer that question but if you look around there's uh, there's other teachers within that department that that will be able to help you so like I can imagine with all the extra work that comes with those higher level classes there's a lot of studying involved um, Where's your favorite place to study on campus? And like, what do you do outside of class? Do you have a job, extracurriculars, stuff for fun? Yeah, I was involved in a, in a research for one semester doing research for, um, it was sponsored by NASA. So what we did is, is we, were, we were doing some models for space shuttles and satellites and stuff like that on computer aided design, which is where you like, it's basically like a drawing but on your computer and you use the software. So then that, that file that you create, it can, be, it can be used for many different things. For example, you can 3D print whatever, whatever you design using the, the computer-aided designer, which is just called CAD for short. So I was doing that, that took up a good amount of time. Um, other than that, I love to study in in the library, in Evans Library, which is, I think, the main library in, in A&M. I actually like to study in what's called the Annex, which is just a building right next to that library. It's, I guess, it's, it just, they just made it after with so many people uh, enrolling that they just had to make a second kind of part to that library. That's where I would spend more, most of my time when I was doing, uh, studying. And jobs, yeah, I worked as an Uber driver, you know, uh, at night. 
so it usually wouldn't take up much of my studying time it would just be it was nice i could work whenever i wanted to whenever i had time to work so it, it kind of worked out on the topic of jobs how important is it to have a good resume uh, because I, i'm sure you're um polishing your resume right now as we speak right? oh yeah yeah i've done i've done intensive work on my resume if i can give someone like advice especially people who are going into engineers is to get involved with with the teachers uh as much as you can you know get to know them um be be involved with with research there's a lot of research opportunities at a&m uh which will give you a lot of experience and i think they do a great job of giving you experience that is kind of focused and and using industry techniques so many job like many job offers will ask for ex- for a certain experience or like to be proficient using a certain program or or knowing a certain process for example i know like business majors have to know six sigma for for like everything basically and if you have that on your resume then it just kind of boosts you up you know it kind of gives you a lift if you have experience even though it's not like it may not be an internship but it's still like research experience where you've been working with a teacher so you've been learning a lot you've been using um for engineers for example you've been using lab equipment probably you've been using um industry grade stuff that people who don't do research don't have access to stuff like that and just just by doing that then you're more likely to get a, a good internship or a better internship i guess would you say that your um the fact that you're a transfer student hinders your re- resume mm, not really i don't think it does i mean in the end the the degree you get is the same right so my degree is going to say uh mechatronics engineer even though and it's going to be from Texas A&M even though I I transferred it's going to be just the same as someone who started at A&M you know they're not going to put like an asterisk by my name you're totally right and i mean all students there got in because they worked hard and on that topic do you know what the expected gpa is for transfer students i think for most engineering uh programs it might be 3.0 but it's like 3.0 is required to like even be taken into consideration and then 3.5 is like preferred. So then um if you don't mind me asking what was your GPA when you got accepted into A&M? I think it was 3.5, I'm pretty sure. Something you talked about earlier was how you continued on, you took Cal 3 and then you took chemistry at Texas A&M. Now I know for engineers uh those are two courses that are recommended and chemistry is actually required for the transfer um process when it comes to the school of engineering. So my question to you is um what classes did you not take that were on that transfer um requirements? For my specific major, I only needed chemistry I think it's 1411 in Lonster, yeah. right? So that that was required for me. It wasn't required for me to take the second one. So whenever I transferred they made me take chemistry again because at A&M they they do a 
one class. It's called just chemistry for engineers. And they'll teach you the first half of the semester. It'll be what you learn in, in 1411 in Lone Star. And then the second half is what you would learn in 1412 in Lone Star. So that's why I had to take chemistry when I got to A&M. Calc 3 wasn't required for me to transfer. It was only up to Calc 2. And then I think the only class that I never took at Lone Star was Chem 2 and, and Physics 2. Well, actually, I took Physics 2 in Lone Star. I just didn't take it before I transferred. I came back and took it over the summer when I was oh, already I okay. at A&M. Okay, so um, when you were transferring, did you happen to apply for any scholarships? Like, did you receive any scholarships? What was up with that? Yes, I got one. It was called the Aggie Transfer Scholarship, I'm pretty sure. Something like that, which is only for transfer students. And then I got, um, you know, just like others from, from FAFSA. I only applied to that one Aggie Transfer Scholarship. But there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of scholarships out there. So yeah, I guess I should have done more research before I transferred. But since I was uh, thinking about going to Spain, I guess I didn't really look into that until it was kind of too late. So you said you applied for that Aggie transfer scholarship. How was that process? Was it easy? Confusing? Very easy. Very easy. All all they all they want you to do is like upload your your transcript from Lone Star and then answer a couple of questions and I think write an, not an essay, but like a, I guess like a, a couple paragraphs about why you want to transfer to A&M and what you want to do after you get out. Okay, so it was separate from your transfer application. Uh, yeah, separate. So we've talked a lot about um, transferring and grueling things, but time for some fun stuff. Do you have any favorite memories or stories from your time at Texas and A&M so, uh, so far? Uh, yeah. How old are you guys? <laughs> I'm 19. You're, you're 19 and, and how old is the other one? Uh, 21. Okay, so yeah, Northgate's a lot of fun for whoever's 21 years old. Whoever's 19, I guess you're. If you go to a uh, A&M, you're gonna have to to wait a little longer. Um, <laughs> nah, I mean, it's just fun being on campus. You know, it's just fun being around people your age. It's it's fun. Uh, football games are fun. You know, tailgates are fun. Um, I enjoy. I enjoy studying actually with with the people that i've been friends with from my major i feel like it uh it built a different bond you know like i got my friends from high school that that i love they're my best buddies in in my life in my world you know but then there's like this other kind of friend that i just kind of became friends with him because we were in the same classes and and so like maybe we sat together in the first one and then and then I saw him in the next one so I just sat with him again and you know work on homeworks and projects and study for tests together so you know you're like grinding together you're helping each other out to better understand the material or like if you have questions he can help you out and if he has questions you can help him out and then it just kind of becomes like a different friendship like outside of outside of stuff that that you're friends with people just because you grew up with them or or you're interested in like the same extracurricular activities like I got my friends from 
my high school soccer team. You know, I got my friends from just just my regular friends that I that I made when I was younger, and then I got like my school friends. So it's 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 fun to to kind of have a, like different groups of people that you do different uh, kinds of stuff with them. Yeah, and I've heard transferring can be kind of a weird time like for transition. And you said you had a friend who already lived there. So outside of him, what was it like making friends? I mean, I know you said through class, but like, how did you do adjusting? Yeah, through classes. Um, well, you know, you go into your class, you kind of just like sit wherever the first day. And then maybe the first day you're not gonna like talk to anyone, but like after a couple of days, if you keep sitting like in the same spot and then the person next to you keeps sitting in the same spot, maybe they'll, like the teacher will tell you to pair up, you know? And then you just look at him and he looks at you and you know you're set. Um, other than that, you know, just for example, tailgates, I made, I made a lot of friends, uh, just talking to people that were just walking around and also i would say there's a lot of people from at least the woodlands that go to a&m mm -hmm. so i had my one like he was one of my best friends that he moved there and he already had a place and so i just moved to like the same apartment complex but i also knew there was like other people that went to a&m that were from my same high school that weren't necessarily like my friends during high school i just kind of knew who they were and you know i just hit him up and like on a like friday night just to to like hang out or do something and they had been there for for like two years i think since their freshman year and so i guess they already like met other people and that's kind of how i made my friends i just contacted people that i knew were were there see if they wanted to hang out and then you know if they knew other people that wanted to hang out then just like we could all hang out together that's good advice so yeah before we wrap up our podcast do you have any other advice for students who are thinking of transferring to AM or are in the process of transferring uh yeah i would definitely say uh get started early you know you want to be you want to be on top of stuff. You want to be on top of like, I don't know, for for other majors or like other schools, if you may need like recommendation letters or I know I know they'll take them. So if you can get one of those, I mean, that would for sure go a long way. If you know somebody that can that can write you a valuable recommendation letter, like, so, for example, if you're going to go to A&M and you know someone who like used to work there or, or has like, or like went to school there. So that that's like helpful, I bet. Um, so just get started early on those applications, you know, for everything, just like transferring. Uh, as soon as you get in, like start looking into scholarships, start looking into the stuff that you wanna do or you would be interested in doing while you're at the university, like research. Um, clubs that you can join you know if you play I don't know soccer they have a soccer club that you can join you can try out for the team uh, stuff like that you know they have a lot of they have a lot of clubs that you can join they have a lot of research opportunities they have a lot of uh, scholarships that you can apply to so just kind of being on top of that early especially if you're gonna transfer over the summer then that gives you a pretty big window 
to to look and research the kind of stuff that that would interest you. I guess if you're going to transfer to start in January, then you only get like a couple of weeks to do that, but I feel like a couple of weeks should be should be enough, you know, if 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 you really put like a couple hours into it, then then at least you'll have a good idea of of what you want to do and where you stand. That's smart. Like thank you so much for your advice and thank you so much for joining us today. We really hope this podcast helps those Mavericks who are where you once were. Yes, well, it was great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, no problem. Uh it was like she said, happy to have you. And to our listeners, if you want to be a part of the MassCast, click the link below to ask your college transfer questions for our next episode. Make sure to follow and subscribe and stay tuned. Yes, please do. That'd be awesome. Um, and so with that, we're at the end of our show. So thank you so much for listening. And we hope you had a blast with the MassCast. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of cheesy. We needed to find something catchy to say. <laughs>